at me starting a discussion. Well, not really a discussion, but a couple of tweets back and forth about the First Amendment. I'll get to that later, maybe. It's Saturday, April 2nd, 2022. That's right. I'll put these shows out any old day of the week. And I thank you for your understanding. I know I may sound like the greatest, highest paid podcaster in the world, but I'm not. I have a full-time job. So I can't put these shows out as regularly as I would like. So I really do appreciate people being patient and hanging in there with me. I especially would like to thank Will Smith for listening to my last episode. I think it's pretty obvious he listened. I said in that episode he needed to apologize to Chris Rock for his Oscar emotional breakdown. A lot of people are calling it a slap. I'm calling it an emotional breakdown. So I said, apologize. Apologize to Chris Rock. And the next day he did. I don't know how else he would have thought to do that if he hadn't heard my show. Do you? But enough of that nonsense. You're here to hear about Hunter Biden's laptop, correct? So let's just get right down to it. Let's just get right down to business with Hunter Biden's laptop. And let me remind you, this is the discussion show, not a debate show. In a debate, trying to win an argument, trying to change people's minds. Not here. Not here. Are you tired of listening to media taking in information that makes you feel good about yourself? Would you like to feel bad about yourself for a while? Well, you've come to the right place. Because my goal here is to make sure everyone feels bad about themselves after this episode. Yeah, that's how I like to do my show. Making everyone feel bad about themselves. Making everyone feel like, I think I'm crazy. I might be the crazy one. Because you probably are. We all are. We all need to have it pointed out to us from time to time. You know, I might be a little bit crazy in my thinking on this topic. A lot of times I say things that people probably say, well, that's obvious, comparison group guy. Why are you telling this this? But it's only obvious after you hear it. When I say the country's going crazy, people say, that's obvious. We know the country's going crazy. But what they really mean is those people are crazy. Not I'm crazy. Those people are crazy. It's always the other side that's crazy, whether you're left, right, or center. It's always the other side that's crazy. Well, no, I'm here to tell you we're all a little crazy right now. And Hunter Biden's laptop is a perfect example of just how crazy we all are. So let's get started on it. It all starts with a laptop dropped off at a Wilmington, Delaware repair shop. That laptop was reportedly the property of Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son. The owner of the repair shop says while servicing it, he recognized it had information on it that could be a threat to national security. And so he decided he should turn it over or turn over the contents of the laptop to the FBI and apparently to Rudy Giuliani, who I'm guessing then turned it over to the New York Post. And please forgive me if I get any small detail of this story wrong. Uh, There's so much information out there. Maybe you've heard it a different way. 
we're in this world we live in now where various versions of what happened are out there. So forgive me if I don't explain this exactly as you've heard it, or I leave some detail out that you feel is ultimately important. Just hang in there. This is not going to be what you think it is. So a laptop gets dropped off at a repair shop in Delaware, doesn't get picked up. So the story goes, it's abandoned, some people say, and there's damaging information on it, damaging to Hunter Biden and therefore damaging to, at the time, candidate Joe Biden. Now, let's just fast forward to present day. Mainstream, more left-leaning media have recently been confirming the authenticity of the laptop after not covering it or reporting on it when it was first revealed in 2020, just before the election, mainstream media has started reporting on the laptop. This, of course, has gotten conservative media hopping mad. Why did liberal media dismiss this laptop? Why didn't liberal media investigate the contents of this laptop? Why didn't liberal media even tell people the laptop existed? were all the questions that conservative media has. Of course, it reveals liberal media was in the tank for Joe Biden. Let's listen to what some folks had to say on Fox News just a day ago. The liberal media is finally reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop in the federal investigation into whether he violated tax, money laundering, and foreign lobbying laws. The federal investigation into Hunter Biden's business practices is broader than previously known. Tonight, reports that the Justice Department's investigation into the tax affairs of President Biden's son, Hunter, is intensifying. Just lay out your reporting here because this is very, very bad for the president's son. It, it is. But the media not only ignored the story about the president's son during the election, they tried to discredit it. Remember this? If the New York Post tells you your mom loves you, you should check it out. We are not talking about fully reliable sources here. It feels like a, a repeat from last cycle. It's the, you know, but her emails again, and it's kind of ridiculous. It's a story raising concerns about whether it's real or just designed to sow confusion in the final weeks of the election. For all we know, these emails are made up, or maybe some are real and others are fakes. We don't know. But we do know that this is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. And I get it. Yes, we as reporters are supposed to verify things, but that means investigating them, not immediately discrediting and shutting them down and say they're not worth investigating. That's different. So my take right now is, OK, is there some self-introspection from these different media outlets to think about this? Megan McCardle over at the Washington Post wrote this. She said, I've heard all the excuses as to why this is actually an instance of journalism and tech moderation working like they should. It was unverified. I've heard too close to an election. And even if the emails were real, they may have been attained illegally. We can't have that, all of which might sound very reasonable if only my profession had displayed the same caution with stories that made conservatives look bad. She ends the piece saying we are not trusted because we are not entirely trustworthy. So, okay, this is a good time for everybody to take a look at the mirror and decide the next time one of these stories pops up how they're going to handle it. Well, I mean, first, the the point is to, to be emphasized here is the mainstream media is playing catch up. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But if you're asking about why it happened back then, I think there are three key points. One is it was being leaked by Rudy Giuliani, who was working with President Trump, obviously in an attempt to discredit his political opponent, President Biden, just before the 2020 election. So there was a lot of caution 
around that. Secondly, the New York Post had access to the laptop, apparently, but wasn't sharing it when others said, hey, you know, can we see this so we can check it out ourselves? There was no sharing of access. And I think then people were like, well, if we can't verify it ourselves, let's ask. And nobody could authenticate it. And people feared that there was, again, a repeat of Russian interference in an American election. We're not going to cover something that could benefit the candidate that we want. His name is Joseph Biden. Right. And I understand Trump isn't the president right now. Biden is. But let's just pretend for a second that Trump was the president. And we are actually not talking about Hunter, but we are talking about Ivanka or Eric or Donald Trump Jr. Do you think the narrative narrative would be a bit different? It would be black and white. I mean, it would be opposite coverage. And you certainly wouldn't be hearing from any of the mainstream media defending the emails saying, oh, well, some of them are probably fake. Are you kidding me? This would lead every single newscast. So it's completely a double standard. And and and, and no, I do not think that the president should now be calling in onto Russia to be getting digging up dirt on Hunter Biden. I think that's inappropriate. But the tables would completely be turned if Trump actually was still in office. Totally. And Emily, I mean, just one more example, because there are so many we could go with. But here's the Washington Post, you know, legend outlet and media. Here's what they said about this back in October of 2020, of course, just before the election. This has not been able to be verified or authenticated, these emails. We fear that the emails could be part of a broader disinformation campaign. That was their so-called fact checker. Uh, Now, here we go inside Hunter Biden's multimillion dollar deal with the Chinese energy company. Why didn't they investigate it then? Because they were pursuing and pushing their self-narrative that everything out of the GOP, everything out of the far right is somehow not worth taxpayers' time. And I think what's so what's so uh, illustrative about WAPO's reporting now is that they underline the point why it was in our best interest as citizens, as taxpayers, to hear everything, to, to have the investigation play out, that it was worthy of attention because... We care and need to know about potential conflicts of interest. So WAPO goes on to say in that article, Kaylee, while many aspects they admit of that Hunter Biden's financial arrangement with CEFC China had been previously reported and were included in a Republican-led Senate report from 2020. And then they admit... A Washington Post review confirmed many of the key details. As you read, they found additional documents showing Biden family interactions with these Chinese executives. They go on to say, look, we have not found anything, any reason that Joe Biden personally benefited. However, they go on to say new documents, which include and then they specify, illustrate the ways in which the family profited from relationships built over Joe Biden's decades of public service. Now, if that is not a smoking gun, if that is not enough reason for taxpayers to deserve to have this play out, to deserve an apology and accountability from the mainstream media, I don't know what is. I know we got to go, but just speaking on reporting, I would like to see some reporting as to what Joe Biden knew. Because if, again, Trump was in office and we were talking about his kids, everyone would absolutely pile on and say, there is no doubt that Trump knew exactly what his kids were up to. So that's Fox News. That's former press secretary Kaylee McEnany, along with others. I believe most of the others were conservatives. They had about a panel of about uh, five people. Juan Williams was the one liberal, the male voice you heard there, giving some reasons why the mainstream media possibly had not covered uh, the laptop from the beginning, seeing how it was leaked, for lack of a better word, leaked by Rudy Giuliani right before an election 
and the New York Post would not share the contents of the laptop at the time with other media outlets. So setting all that aside, just about every single thing that was said there, I agree with. 100%. Agree with everything that was said there. Just about. But there's one little thing that I don't agree with, that I'm struggling with. And that is that the liberal media behaved the way they did regarding the laptop because they're in the tank for Joe Biden. I've said this to you before. I'll keep saying it. I'll keep saying it until we all understand it. The media doesn't have a dog in the fight. MSNBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, they don't have a dog in the fight. They care about profit. Profit. They cover what thinks what they think will be profitable. What will get them viewers? The same way Fox News does. Because the one thing that they seem to be missing in that discussion, when they correctly, 100% correctly said over and over, if this was Donald Trump and it was Donald Trump's children, it would be completely reversed. They are 100% correct. The mainstream media would be covering it completely differently, different, and Fox News would be covering it completely differently, different. It would be reversed. They seem to miss that key point. They would be covering the story in a different way or not covering it all, not covering it at all. How do they miss that? How do they miss that key understanding? If Donald Trump was involved in some sort of scandal, well, wait a second. We don't have to say if he was. He was. He was involved in scandal after scandal after scandal. And so were his children. And the mainstream media covered it ad nauseum. And the conservative media did not. They called it witch hunts. They called it fake news. Or they ignored it. It would be covered in the exact opposite way that it's been covered right now, that Hunter Biden is being covered right now. They're absolutely correct in that. I could see where the liberal mainstream media would have been skeptical, a little hesitant to run with a story that seemed to come from Rudy Giuliani about Hunter Biden, the exact guy they were trying to dig dirt up on for a long time. And it came right before the election. I could see where mainstream media would be a little too, a little skeptical about that. Were they too skeptical? Were they too dismiss- dismissive of the story? Yeah, sure. Sure. Possibly. No, not possibly. They were. They were totally dismissive of the story. And I swear, I really want to get into the nitty and the gritty of what was on that laptop. I'd like to talk to you about Hunter Biden's drug use, his paternity lawsuit, his suspicious business dealings, whether or not he traded on his father's name to enrich himself, whether or not his father, Joe Biden, knew He was trading on his name to enrich himself, whether or not Joe Biden enriched himself, whether or not Hunter Biden is enriching himself right now by selling his crappy art. I'd love to talk about all of that, but I have a problem. And my problem is I hate wasting time. I hate wasting my time and I want to waste your time because what's the point? What's the point? If you want to know what's on Hunter Biden's laptop, look, I'll put up on the website, www.thecomparisongroup.com, the article from the New York Times. You can go and read it, find out what's on Hunter Biden's laptop. Google Hunter Biden's laptop. 
You'll get all sorts of Fox News articles that'll tell you what's on Hunter Biden's laptop. Go crazy. I'll also put on the website, www.thecomparisongroup.com, an article from the the New York Times around the same time, right before the election, an expose on Donald Trump, his finances, his business dealings, and his taxes. And it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. Everything from how Donald Trump's businesses took a billion-dollar loss over a 20-year period, how he used that billion-dollar loss over the next several years, close to 20 years, to avoid paying any taxes at all, how he only paid $750 in federal taxes the year before he was elected president. All of this exposed by the New York Times right before the election. Now, why? Did the New York Times want Joe Biden to win the election? No, the New York Times wanted to sell newspapers. And they knew that was the best time to release it, to release that information, to sell newspapers. Did it get covered by conservative media? It barely got covered by liberal media. People just shrugged their shoulders. And I'm not telling you the New York Times reported things that turned out to be fake. They reported things that Donald Trump himself confirmed. Donald Trump himself confirmed he didn't deny paying only $750 in taxes while he claimed to be a billionaire, a real estate mogul billionaire. No. What was his excuse for paying only $750 in federal taxes in a year? Well, I paid other taxes. Did conservative media jump all over that New York Times story? Of course they didn't. Of course they didn't, just like the liberal media didn't jump all over the Hunter Biden laptop story. I'll post both those articles. Which one will you read? Which one will you believe? The one that says Donald Trump is a crook or the one that says Hunter Biden is a crook? The fact is, it doesn't matter what either one of those articles say. That's why I'm not going to waste my time or yours going through the details of either scandal, because it doesn't matter. Because for the vast majority of people in this country, there is nothing, nothing Donald Trump can do, Hunter Biden can do, Joe Biden can do that will change your mind that is already made up. If you believe Hunter Biden's a crook, you're going to believe Hunter Biden's a crook. If you believe Donald Trump's a crook, you're going to believe Donald Trump's a crook. And you're going to vote accordingly. Now, here's where the crazy part comes in. None of that is the crazy part. Here's where the crazy part comes in that we may not recognize. It's not because you prefer Joe Biden or you prefer Donald Trump. Oh, no. It's not because you think Donald Trump will make a really good president or you think Joe Biden would make a really good president. Oh, no. It's because you want some stranger that you've been arguing with on Facebook to be sad. You want Joe Biden to be president because you want someone you hate who's a stranger who you've been arguing with on social media to be sad. That's why you're going to vote the way you're going to vote. And nothing's going to change that. No information you receive is going to change that. That's insane. But that's where we are. That's why, as I told you, the people who voted for Donald Trump when he beat Hillary Clinton didn't get happy. They didn't get happy after Donald Trump won. They seemed to get angrier. They were angry and they got angrier because the people who they wanted to be sad, the Hillary Clinton voters, they didn't get sad. They got stupidly woke. 
And then when Joe Biden won, the people who wanted Donald Trump to win, they didn't get sad. They got stupidly crazy, crazier, and thought it'd be a good idea to storm the Capitol, overturn the election, and then what? I guess have a functioning government with Donald Trump as president after you storm the Capitol? He's then going to work with Congress to pass an infrastructure bill? Is that what you thought was going to happen? That's insane. But the people who voted for Joe Biden, they're not really happy. They've gotten a little bit crazy. It's why Joe Biden can get away with telling people, hey, look how much I'm cutting the deficit. Look how much I'm cutting the deficit. Spending trillions of dollars, less than he actually wanted to spend, if Manchin and Cinema hadn't stopped him from spending $3.5 trillion more, Joe Biden, hey, look how much I'm cutting the deficit. That would be like me going on a cocaine binge for a summer, losing everything I own, my house, all my money, my job, and being homeless the following year and saying, hey, look how much less I'm spending this year compared to last year. But Biden can get away with it. The left lets him get away with it. The left has let Joe Biden get away with claiming he's created all these millions of jobs. He just put out a tweet the other day about how many jobs he's created since he became president, since he took office. If memory serves me, there was something going on in the economy when Joe Biden took office. Something pretty serious. That might have something to do with the number of jobs that have come back since he's been president but he gets away with it. That's crazy. We're all smarter than this. All of us. I truly believe that. Left, right, and center. We're all smarter than this. So why do we purposely make ourselves appear to be dumb? Why? When Joe Biden says, I'm going to spend trillions of dollars, but don't worry, it's all paid for. It's all paid for. Not going to add a penny to the deficit. We know that's not true. Why do we let him get away with it? When right-wing media puts out negative story after negative story, about Biden's Supreme Court pick, Katanji Brown-Jackson. Why do we pretend like that's just journalism? Why? When there wasn't a single story about her when she was appointed to the appellate court, the court just under the Supreme Court. And don't tell me it's because, oh, well, there's not as big a deal made about those appointments. Oh, no, there are. There have been. There have been negative stories about all sorts of appointments to the federal bench. It happens. If the story is big enough, but there was never a story big enough about Katanji until now. Why are we acting like that's a coincidence? My point is, we get the media that we deserve. This is the media that we deserve. Why are you acting surprised? Why are you acting like there's a difference in the coverage of Hunter Biden versus Donald Trump Jr. or Ivanka Trump? Why are you acting like there's a difference between the people who serve us in government. We get the media we deserve. We get the government we deserve. You know, I've been fooled by YouTube clickbait a few times. I've fallen for it. I've clicked on the picture of the woman with the big boobs in ads who tells me about lower mortgage interest rates or the sexy woman with the caption saying, you're not going to believe what happens next or the picture of the alligator looking like it's fighting a gorilla. I've clicked on those things a couple of times. I've been fooled, but not many. Didn't take me long to figure it out. Didn't take me long to learn 
I'm not really going to see what they're making it look like. I'm going to see if I click on it and I stop clicking on it. When are we going to learn? When exactly are we going to learn to stop falling for these investigations? These investigations that are politically motivated. These investigations that have no meaning whatsoever because no matter what they find, no matter what they turn up, it doesn't change anyone's opinions. So why are we wasting taxpayer dollars? If someone broke the law, investigate them, indict them, put them in jail. You don't need Congress for that. I don't care who it is. If someone broke the law, just like any one of us, investigate them, indict them, put them in jail. I used to ask people back when Paul Manafort was being investigated, why are you defending him? Why are you defending the guy? All you have to say is, hey, listen, he's being investigated for things that have nothing to do with Donald Trump. He's being investigated for things that he did before he ever had any association with Donald Trump. Why are you defending him? Why do you care? I'll ask the same thing to liberals. Why are you defending Hunter Biden? If Hunter Biden broke the law, investigate him, indict him, put him in jail. If Joe Biden broke the law, investigate him, indict him, drag him out of the White House in handcuffs and put him in jail. Let Kamala Harris be uh, president. <laughs> Got you there, didn't I? But that's how it works. At least that's how it's supposed to work. If you break the law, you go to jail. If that's the sentence. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what political party you belong to. Doesn't matter if you're Donald Trump or Joe Biden or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or George Bush. You go to jail if you break the law. And if you don't see it that way, then just embrace your hypocrisy. That's all I ask. Embrace your hypocrisy if you don't see it that way. Don't act surprised by the double standard in the media. It's what you ask for. I love it when I watch Saturday Night Live and they make fun of Donald Trump or even Joe Biden sometimes they make fun of. Don't think they don't. I know they're a left-leaning show, but Saturday Night Live sometimes makes fun of Joe Biden. They really make fun of Donald Trump. I enjoy it. That's what I'm there for. It's a comedy show. We've turned our media into a comedy show. Give me what I'm here for. Tell me about Hunter Biden and his laptop. Tell me about Donald Trump and the January 6th investigation. Put him in jail. Give me what I'm looking for. That's not what the media's for. That's not what it's supposed to be for. It's not what it's supposed to do. But it's the media we created. You feel dirty yet? You feel bad about yourself yet? Good. Good. I'm probably going to end up chasing away every listener I have. But it's the truth. You know it's the truth. Don't get mad at me. I'm telling you how I feel. I will gladly concede every single thing anyone on the right wants to me to concede about Hunter Biden. Gladly. I don't care. I've told you. I don't care about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden ain't president. I didn't vote for him. Hunter Biden is a crackhead who makes babies and doesn't take care of them and is a communist who's enriched himself through business dealings with China and whoever else. Whatever you want me to believe, I believe. Whatever you want me to believe. All you have to do is just concede one thing about Donald Trump. Just one thing. Can you do it? Can you concede one negative thing about Donald Trump? And if you can't, why would you expect anyone on the left to concede anything about Hunter Biden? Why should that be any different? If someone says, you know what? I believe every single thing 
that's ever been said about Hunter Biden, but I don't care. I wanted Joe Biden. And someone says, I believe every single thing that's ever been said about Donald Trump, but I don't care. I wanted Donald Trump. Well, there you have it, folks. There you have it. That's the country we've created for ourselves. Why are we surprised? Embrace the crazy. Or the other option, get yourself in the comparison group. Get yourself in a comparison group where you recognize the crazy and you avoid it at all costs. I don't want to be crazy. I also don't want to be stupid. Sometimes that can't be helped. I'm stupid about a lot of things. I don't want to be stupid about this. I don't want to be stupid about our media. I don't want to be stupid about our government. I see what's going on. It's plain as day. From Joe Biden to Donald Trump, there are plenty of people in politics who bend the rules, particularly bend the rules perhaps where their children are involved. Anyone who has a relative who has power or influence, you take advantage of that power and influence. When Donald Trump was president, we all watched him raise the membership fee at Mar-a-Lago. Coincidentally, right when he became president, the membership fee at Mar-a-Lago was doubled. I think it shot up to like $250,000 a year was the membership fee and membership went through the roof. And Donald Trump, in the beginning of his presidency, was running down to Mar-a-Lago every weekend. Think it was a coincidence or you think he was looking to make money? We all watched Donald Trump suggest, hey, you know what would be a good idea? Why don't we hold the next G7 meeting at one of my properties? We all watched Donald Trump charge the Secret Service to stay at his properties when he was doing a presidential event. We all watched these things. We all knew what was going on. And when Joe Biden was vice president, there's absolutely no question in my mind that crackhead Hunter Biden made money based on Joe Biden being vice president. No doubt in my mind. Because when you're on drugs, you make bad decisions. It's dirty and it's slimy. And it should make all of us feel dirty and slimy that that sort of thing goes on. But we should really feel dirty and slimy because while these things are going on and while we're so focused on these things and while we're fighting over these things so much, just last week, a woman, I believe it was in New Orleans, was killed when she had her arm ripped off while she was being carjacked. She was being carjacked. She got caught up in the seatbelt. The carjacker took off, dragged her a block down the road, ripped her arm off, killed her. And it barely made the news. Barely made the news. And trust me, it wasn't because of Ukraine coverage, because they certainly broke away from the Ukraine coverage long enough to talk about Will Smith. My guess is uh, conservative media did cover it. I'm not sure. But I would guess they talked about it. But liberal media certainly didn't cover it. But even the coverage in conservative media is political when they cover a carjacking like that. Trust me, it's political. I tell you, after Biden gave his speech in Poland, I sent out a tweet, something to the effect of it's these moments that reveal whether or not we have a great leader. And it's times like this that great nations come together and unite. It's time to set aside our petty differences, something along those lines. And what did I get in response? Pettiness. Pettiness, of course. Someone tweeted back to me, great leader, question mark, with pictures of Joe Biden uh, inappropriately, you know, how he used to get behind women and get too close, smelling their hair, rubbing their shoulders, that sort of thing. 
And so I sat there and I said to myself, Donald Trump was raw dogging porn stars. You're sending me pictures of Joe Biden inappropriately rubbing a woman's sh- uh, shoulders and invading their personal space. But the guy you support is raw dogging porn stars. But now I'm being petty. Now I'm getting drawn into the pettiness. So what do you do? You just don't respond. You just don't respond and you scratch your head and you wonder, when are we going to learn? It's about the country. It's not about the stranger that you hate on Facebook or Twitter. It's about the country. So hopefully everyone is sufficiently depressed and feeling bad about themselves. And I apologize. If you made it this far, I apologize. But I just hate pettiness. I really do. It's why I struggle to find anything to watch on TV these days, especially reality shows. Such pettiness, such emptiness, such vapidness. Is that a word, vapidness? You take the show The Bachelor, for instance. I don't know how anyone could possibly watch the TV show The Bachelor. I've never seen it. Never seen it, don't want to see it. I tuned by this show for about 10 seconds one night. And the guy, I don't know his name, If you're not familiar with the show, uh, most people I'm sure are, but you get a guy, you put about 20 or 25 women in a house with him, and he's got to pick one to fall in love with, I guess, and get married to. So I tune in for 10 seconds, and apparently he's down to three women. He's narrowed it down to three women, and it's time to go into the fantasy suite and get busy. You know, engage in carnal relations. Well, this piece of crap guy goes to each of the three women and starts in with the, I think I'm falling in love with you. I love you. And they go in the fantasy suite and have sex. At least the first two do. The third, Susie, says to Clayton, hey, man, are you banging the other two women? He lies at first, "Uh, maybe one. And now Susie, to her credit, says, well, I got a problem with that. I don't think I can stay here. You're telling me you're in love with me, but you're being intimate with other women. Well, Clayton says, hey, man, you're ruining this experience for me. He gets mad at her. After telling her he loves her the most, he tells her, hit the bricks. You're out. He eliminates her. I watched for like two minutes. So now the other two, Gabby and Rachel, he has to go and confess to them that he banged both of them. They're pissed but they agree to meet his parents and continue on. Meanwhile, Clayton decides, you know what? I think I really do love Susie. She's the one for me. After he just treated her like, as she put it, like a stray dog, he begs her for a second chance. She's reluctant, but uh, we'll see. Now, Clayton has to go tell Gabby and Rachel, I'm in love with Susie. I'm breaking it off with you two. Needless to say, they did not take it well. Thank God for uh, Gabby's grandfather. Now, Rachel and and Gabby really give it to this mess of a man, Clayton. They are just not happy. Gabby's pissed. Rachel's pissed. Rachel's real emotional. They hate him now. Susie's pissed. He proposes to her and she says no. And it ends with him right where he belongs, alone. Way to go, Susie, right? Wrong. Turns out after the filming ended, Susie reached out to Clayton And she says they pushed the reset button on their relationship. They're living together in Virginia and making a go of it. Meanwhile, Gabby and Rachel will be the next two bachelorettes. I don't really watch the show, but I got to tell you, I haven't seen a season this crazy 
since that one season when he picked a gay guy to be the bachelor and try and find a wife. Thanks for listening. Hey, listen, every episode can't be a winner. You can't say I didn't warn you. I kind of felt like this was going to be an episode that everybody was going to have something they didn't like. But sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes that's what you got to listen to. Something that you just don't like. forget to go to the website www.thecomparisongroup.com if you'd like to learn more about Hunter Biden's laptop I'll put that New York Times article up I'll also put the article up about Donald Trump and his finances from the New York Times they're both very interesting reads I would hope most people will read them and take the information in and take it as it is. They're both well-researched, well-verified articles. Follow me on Twitter, at comparison underscore show, at comparison underscore show. Please share the show. Tell people they can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Last week I said, where should we listen to the show? Let's listen to the show on Apple Podcasts. But if you heard that, you were already listening to the show. Nah, isn't that funny? But share the show. You can go to any one of those platforms. There's always a link. Always a link you can copy and paste anywhere. Paste it on Facebook. Paste it on Twitter. Paste it anywhere. And not just to people you think will like it. Send it to people you think will hate it. They may surprise you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll see you next time.